Welcome to the Singer's Tension Podcast. I'm Jordan, and my guest today is Juliette Louis, and she is the Miss Hong Kong 2017 actress, model, and coach. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Jordan. You're welcome. I'm so excited to learn more about your industry because it's very different than the one that singers usually inhabit, but there is a lot of crossover, obviously. So, so much. we're going to talk about confidence, getting an agent, which is something singers also usually have to do, yeah. and being in front of a camera for those photo shoots, the video shoots, and just having versatility as an artist, right? Yeah, because you're always trying to kind of like, I guess, promote and sell yourself, right? So it is the same type of industry in that sense, you know, instead of uh, promoting or, you know, wearing clothing or service or anything like that, you're promoting yourself. So mm -hmm. it's, it really crosses over and it's more or less the same. Yeah, and I've always said to artists that I've worked with that you want to be a business person in terms of expanding your sources of revenue. So if you can be a singer and a model, but also be working as an actress, as a public figure, then you have more revenue coming in. More streams of uh, exactly revenue um, and just uh, ways for you to practice as well. Because like the more you practice and experience what it's like to be on set, you as a singer as well, you'll need that. If, who knows? One day you're gonna, you know, pop. You're gonna, you're gonna break records, and you're gonna be huge. You, you gotta know kind of what you're doing, even if you don't. You know, like they kind of say, like you know, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. Some part of that is true, mm -hmm. but then you know, as someone who really, okay, I I know I'm destined for greatness. You have to act like you know what you're doing and if anything practice is just like the most touches you can get you know even for volleyball I you know the more practices and and training that you do the better you are yeah and here's my thought on that from my experience obviously as an entrepreneur and and any an artist is an entrepreneur also you're constantly coming into scenarios where you know, I have to get this done. I have to be the one to do it. Or I've been hired for something yeah. and I've never done it before. And you could be the greatest actor in the world and people on the outside will be like, never know. What, a, what a pro. They like knew what they were doing. But on the inside, if it's a new scenario for you, most people have anxiety about that. And so on the inside, you might be fighting with anxiety. Then you might not be able to realize your full potential and be frustrated. And you just want to avoid that if you can, I think. And so if you find ways to practice what any given situation will entail before a really big opportunity comes, then you most likely will just nail it and be more confident owning the space, saying your needs, saying what you see creatively is going on yeah. because anxiety and insecurity kind of go hand in hand. And so oh, let's say sure. you're going into a photo shoot, say, okay, I did my mantras in the mirror. I'm going to be really confident about this. But when you go in, you have anxiety, that anxiety might make you feel like, well, I would really love to see this creatively, but I just have so much emotion going on. I don't feel comfortable voicing that. Yeah. And there's just uh, you freeze. Uh, I find that uh, even for okay so kind of same thing on the court as well mm. you know even though you've I've played volleyball so many times um, yesterday my team we ended up playing uh, so we were first in our pool so you end up normally playing in playoffs like first versus fourth yeah. So like fourth was you know supposed to be kind of a team that is really really scrappy not the greatest if you end up playing at their level you all of a sudden as a better team 
like you become nervous those insecurities start coming you don't play your a game as much you know because you're playing at that level right so in in the sense of performance you know when you're on set and if you don't it, it really shows what i'm trying to say if it gets to your head it shows people can quickly tell if this is your first time or not your first time mm. so really walking out with that confidence um makes a whole lot of difference because people will first of all if if you know what you're doing then people will kind of let you take the lead and you have to take the lead as an artist you always have to take the lead you can't um unless you have like a manager that's very specific in what they want and you guys understand each other you know you got to deliver those those needs right Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day a lot of artists you have to you have to be in control you have to know what you're doing and you have to be the expert at what you're doing right so when you're stepping out in front of like many people and performing or whether you're on set you have to you just have to look like you're, you're you just have to own it and if you can't then it's really really hard for people to want to work with you or see that potential okay she's got everything in control she knows her she knows her shit i don't mm. know what the swearing yeah you can think you did yeah i'm thinking what is the consequence of you not being super confident in a given situation in terms of how it makes other people feel because most people i think in the arts especially are very attuned to energies mm-hmm. and i'm thinking if i'm the photographer or if i'm the the director on a commercial shoot and my talent comes in and I can tell they don't know what they want, they don't have ideas Mm -hmm. about what they wanna be in that moment, then I'm gonna feel uneasy and it's gonna suck some of the creativity from me. So Mm -hmm. it's, you're feeding other people's confidence and energy with your own energy. And if everyone can come into the situation on that same level of preparedness, excitement, comfortability, then that's really when magic happens. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, preparation is key because you would never go on set or do a show without in-depth in-depth <laughs> uh, uh, preparation, right? Because yes. of the fact that, you know, you're about to be in front of a lot of people or you're about to get the camera rolling. And this is something that you and the director would be discussing way before. Now, obviously you talk about the moves, but you really have to go into detail because what I find that is like not everyone thinks, obviously not everybody thinks the same way. So to comb through every single one of that detail, that kind of gives you way more like, um, and like uh, you know what to expect. And then you don't have to be scared about something. Because when you know what you're expecting, you're more confident in doing it, right? Because in your head, you would have played it out a thousand times, right? How is this day going to go, right? Like, you know, I'm going to go play volleyball today. I'm going to play really well. And then you you go ahead and you perform because you're excited to do that. So Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing. I sound like an athlete now because I'm always referencing to volleyball. But it's the same concept, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. And anything that you do, it's like, oh, today I'm going to have a good day. So I'm going to get my coffee. I'm going to, you have to visualize it as well and then talk to the person who's helping you create either the show or, you know, the commercial, the shoot, whatever it is, um, that creative idea in full detail, like literally sift through every single moment of it that, Mm -hmm. that you guys have a same understanding because then again, 
you know what to expect when you're on set and then you're confident because you've visualized it, you've pictured it, and it'll just be so much more easier. Obviously, you'd get a schedule on your shots, you, you gotta get a mood board, you gotta get someone or yourself who's gonna really lay it out and have it written down on a table or something. You know, as much as people go, oh, let's just shoot and, and do things on the fly, which sometimes it works if you're just like a creative person on the spot. But again, your director has to have the same vibe, right? Your camera crew, everyone there either has to be really full of ideas and like we're down to do whatever, or you've planned it because it's specific to that topic or that type of show you know some people do like you know like Halloween shows or Christmas shows so you want to cater to certain audiences or things like that the theme, yes you know yeah I think you can never be too prepared but then once you've done the preparation kind of relinquish control to allow for serendipity for that yeah. instantaneous creativity yeah so you got to be flexible as well yes yeah, yeah and, and so it makes me think like when you went for your first ever shoot, however long ago that was, mm -hmm. your shoot, your first commercial, yeah. were you in a position where you were embodying that preparedness or yeah. is this I learned from my mistakes kind yeah. of vibe? Okay, um, actually that's a really good question. Um, let me try to think what's my first like ever shoot. Okay, I, I guess I'll just like, here's the thing. So right after university, I wanted to shoot because I had wanted to film, like build some sort of portfolio, you know, which is every new talent's like job to do. Like you're either building like headshots or like some sort of portfolio so you can show people what you're capable of doing or, you, you know, people, you can show people what scenario different scenarios you're in so that they can picture you in that scenario you know have like a formal you know photo for like the the bank commercials or like the sporty ones for like sports check and things like that right so when i uh when i graduated um i had asked a photographer friend of mine to do like I don't know five outfits in four different type of settings so in my mind you know I was just like okay I, I have an idea of what I want right now you have to work with the photographer to say hey how's this outfit or for this setting and all that kind of stuff and like you you talk to your friends or whoever your manager is or even if you if you know what you want then you listen to yourself which is fine right and so when I was on set of course I was like oh my gosh cool this is like the first time as an adult I've done it as a kid um, being on a photo shoot you know like where you have a makeup artist you sit there you get your hair and makeup done and then you you shoot you have the studio space and so the photographers there now what really helps a lot of times is of course if the photographer and director really knows what they're doing and they're helping guide you right mm -hmm. and that normally is like like the best case scenario for new talents especially right or yeah new new singers anyone who's trying to be on a camera for the first time now like to have that confidence where you you were asking where does that come from i think that comes from um the excitement of finally doing it mm -hmm. right versus the nervousness of I don't know if I'm gonna look great. You have to come in with the mentality that this is what you've always wanted, so so you should be happy about the fact, mm. not nervous. You can be nervous. Of course, I was nervous because I'm looking at the photo, some of the photos. You know, we're we're looking at the camera for feedback and everything, and I'm like, 
am I loving some of these shots? No. So, but nervous in the sense where, okay, this is your first time. Yes, you can forgive that fact, but like there's always a first for everything, right? And then all of a sudden you play some music, you get some good directions, you get one or two photos that's starting to look really good. And then you, that kind of builds the momentum and you just keep going. And you know, you're not going to look perfect in every photo shoot, right? Or in, in every picture right so you're always in in a big like one hour session you're gonna get like maybe like max five to ten unless you're like crazy photogenic like mm. like strong strong photos and these ones you want to yeah that's what you want to notice for but that's the point like when you're shooting that's why it takes hours sometimes you just keep shooting until you think until until you go through that photo with uh, that that camera with your uh, photographer and you see something so strong okay i'm gonna keep replicating that or doing that and mm -hmm. having a mood board again having preparation you already know exactly what you want so you're gonna try to do your best to replicate that visual that you have or sometimes you know people have um copycats you just copy the same thing on on from a Google photo and it ends up being your own in your own way, but it looks like so good. Yeah. 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 And so we're talking a lot about confidence and I want to loop that into what you also do and you coach for, which mm -hmm. is commercial acting. So tell me a little bit about what makes commercial acting different from other types of acting and how how do you get yourself into it how do you build something that you can say okay this is my what i'm going to present to yeah. get into this industry so in commercial acting i would say there's kind of like the two types there's always a and you're thinking in terms of clients right because at the end of the day you're doing auditions or you know when you're on set the clients are on set so you have one client that really wants like natural candid real people type commercials which is like you know, um, for example, I don't know, uh, like when you're when you're when you're going to do something like a gym, right? Mm. They want like real you, real athletes, real uh, people that can uh, you can that a camera crew would just like capture naturally in their natural habitat, right? And then there's commercial, the side of where it's more salesy. So like you have like your Tim Hortons, like, I don't know, a coffee drinking moment where, you know, you drink it and you have that commercial smile, that satisfaction, you know, that the selling point of the product, right? So there's, I find that there's two types, right? And Normally, you can kind of gauge with um, the with the breakdown that your your casting or your agents give you is that okay? Is this a client that wants something more real, or you want a client, or, or or is this a scene that's more make believe, like you know, like a one of those lotto uh, commercials where mm. it's just like, oh, I'm gonna go buy one now, you know? Because in real life, you would never see someone who's lucky and it's like, you know what, I'm gonna go buy a lottery ticket yeah. you know like so there's that's really fantasy exactly there's yeah. a fantasy and more acting side to it now i think the biggest difference between music videos and like commercial acting is that music videos are more tv and film acting because you are trying to tell a story that's real so that your audiences can relate right mm. more or less unless you're doing like a fanny fantasy um uh, sci-fi yeah sci-fi yes. type of music video like yeah. a Katy Perry dark horse or something like yes. that you know what I mean so but like if you're playing something like uh, Fergie like uh 
big girls don't cry, mm. right? That's a real story. That's a real breakup. You're trying to get real moments there. So it's really more so towards the TV and a film acting side. So mm-hmm. it, it's less make believe in some way, you know. Yeah. So that that's the biggest difference. Yeah. Yeah. And that when you want you decide, okay, I'm gonna get into that, what do you have to do? What are the first steps? Yeah, so okay, mainly in the beginning, depending on which avenue you wanna go to, um, at the end of the day it always starts with headshots, you know. Oh always headshots. <laughs> always headshots. Mm-hmm. And like you don't need to necessarily hire a, a photographer. Now again, I say this with depending on what type of how serious you are mm-hmm. as an artist or as a talent I, I like to say talent versus like an actor or model because like at the end of the day model a model person does acting and then some yeah. acting people do, it's do very modeling fluid as well. it's like i say talent because you need talent in in every single one of those and it's just neutral so i prefer <laughs> using the word talent and um sometimes model has like a negative connotation to it yeah i think it and, does yeah and i think as as someone who's been through pageantry and like modeling i just like i i prefer to call myself as an actor and a talent you know yeah. like yes i do model and stuff but it's not like people think it's oh my god it's like so cool so fit. do you have to stay fit and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and it, it comes with all this baggage that i don't need yeah but anyway back to your question <laughs> side, side <note. laughs> uh, um i think that um yeah so headshots is what you need so again if you're more serious i do recommend getting a professional photographer and you know there are so many uh really good photographers out there that are worth what they charge now at the same time like if you're starting out and you just want to kind of do a couple of commercials for fun as a side hustle you can definitely shoot like iphones nowadays are incredible so you can definitely shoot with an iPhone or an or Android not hitting on the Android world but like any camera that shows clearly your face with no hats no glasses that shows a candid moment of your smile or or just a personality side you right mm-hmm. um, because uh, yeah like a lot of uh, commercials will also look for real people so they don't mind the fact that it's not you know in studio with full makeup hair you know that kind of stuff and even to say with the professional um, photographers you aren't trying to go full makeup hair you are doing some hair and makeup but at the end of the day it's very natural like right. a lot of the times like actors headshots are as natural as it can be you know like very light eyeshadow, you know mm. a little bit just to um amplify your features but um full glam never the case you know like your agents like uh, tv and film principal agents will never end up picking a full glam photo as your primary headshot it'll always be the more natural one mm. so in terms of like um commercial acting the first thing you want is headshots and headshots don't just include like headshots you you want like full body as well some half bodies you know side profiles all that kind of jazz right just to have a variety and then you and then for music videos as artists you want to have like more so a portfolio in the sense where you have um, not just headshots because as a singer you don't really need headshot Mm -hmm. you need more so like maybe a headshot of you 
singing doing you, yeah doing yeah. in in action right yeah. so and and so those are very different like i guess like um industry requirements just to begin with but like uh yeah photos at the end of the day is the very first step that you take and then you want to st- you want to know your size your measurement your height you know where you want to primarily be located and that kind of stuff matters too because um some places will look for local hires versus like you know traveling mm. in between provinces and stuff like that mm-hmm. and when you have that portfolio of headshots or artistic shots if you're a singer then where where do you go from there do you go directly to looking for an agent are there platforms that you can put yourself forward without an agent yes uh there are many platforms where there's uh where you can find open casting calls and jobs um and gigs a little here and there but the thing is i would not recommend new talents to go straight into it if you already if you're not if one if you've never been in front of the camera you know, if you don't have a big personality to begin with, or you're not very uh, good with, uh, you know, like cutting social awkwardness, if you're not not like a natural, I mm. want to say extrovert, yeah, then I would suggest you getting some practice first, whether it is acting class or coaching with someone or just like doing a scene with someone. If you don't have that practice or that experience you might be throwing yourself under the bus because if you do end up getting an audition and you do something terribly wrong or you just don't know what you're doing, casting will look at you and they'll notice. And they notice these things. They, they might not necessarily blacklist you because actors, new actors eventually become more Older, seasoned. Yeah, exactly. More seasoned actors. <laughs> we all right? age. Exactly. We all age. So everybody ages. So <laughs> they won't necessarily not forgive you for having a bad audition. But again, if you do something that is really not great, they might be like, oh, I don't know. So the next time seeing your name, they might be like, uh, I don't know if I even want to waste the time. Not saying that mm. um, most, I, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm not necessarily on the casting side, but like I hope that they do watch every person's tape but I I you know I am sure that if you have 300 submissions and you have like the first hundred are coming from agents people who are represented who are and people who are represented tend to be more vetted you know in a way where you know agents want to make sure that they know what they're doing then I'm gonna look at that first you know versus the typically in this industry it's called non-union talents that are just kind of open cast and call let me just apply because I think I can apply you know so if you don't have a sense of what you're doing in a self-tape or an audition then I would suggest you um, understanding the industry a lot more before mm-hmm. you go ahead and submit mm-hmm. even to an agent or a, or a casting director Absolutely. I agree. And I think that's what a coach can give you that's really helpful in that you say you've never had that experience of going into an audition or onto a shoot and you maybe don't even know if you have that social skill of Mm -hmm. creating small talk. And, you know, people forget that you are a business person. And when you go to school for business, it's built into your itinerary at university that you're going to constant networking events. So you're practicing just talking to people, meeting people, 
but in the artistic world especially for classical musicians but even if you're just a musician working out of your bedroom trying to like make beats and record yourself singing you are not networking unless you put yourself out there to network and it's such a valuable skill because when you go into that audition you go on to that shoot you're also networking and you're performing you're you need to amplify your personality don't not be yourself yeah but know that you can't you can't be sluggish and like oh yeah like whatever that energy has to really resonate with the other person in order for them to believe in you you yes and i find it's uh it's not just uh, auditions like let's forget about like the commercial and the acting side for for musicians particularly you're going into meetings of like with a producer who's going to give you the money or or whatnot and so you need to make sure that whatever you're doing at that point you know what you're doing you know what you're saying um you have to own it you have to you have to have that social um you know a skill mm-hmm. to to kind of sell yourself and but at the end of the day you have to have that practice by like meeting just just like it doesn't have to be like high level people to begin with right no you just have to have that practice and um and and then bringing back the audition part of it when you're auditioning you're not just talking to the directors and stuff they're gonna give you something to do like a scene and so when you and when you've never acting out a scene, acted out a, a scene before or like you don't know how to improv or you're not quick with improv then even no matter how confident you are you can get stuck because okay mm-hmm. you have to now show a range and you're now getting direction from someone that's like new from what you had prepared it in your mind even though they give you like a scene in advance and you think you yep. can prepare for it sometimes they'll just say oh let's just switch you and the other character can you now be character a versus b you know because you were auditioning for b then all of a sudden you know you don't you don't know what to do so little things like that um i think new talents wouldn't necessarily know and then the first time it and again i've been in that situation you get thrown on the bus you're just kind of like oh shoot i did not prepare for this mm-hmm. and it really does test your how well you control the room and yeah. control your audition as well because like once you get in the room and you and you show that you're you this is your first time it's a little bit game over because some Mm. clients will want to work with people who are more seasoned again like Mm -hmm. you know i as a producer if i'm gonna invest in you as a singer i want to know that you've done a couple shows and you've sold how many tickets or whatever or like you have a fan base or something like that Mm -hmm. so you have to show that your work is is there you know yeah and I've worked with a lot of recording artists now that when I'm working with them as my student vocally they they have a personality that is often very opposite to what it is on stage Mm -hmm. and that was shocking for me the first time I was working with an artist and in the lesson she's very demure and like a little silly but but just like I would say more on the introverted side. And then she went and did Oshiaga and she was like this sex bomb wild creature. And I thought, that's not the same person. I don't know that person. And so then I wonder uh, as an artist, how many people are not finding that way of going into a networking event for artists, a meeting with a music producer, uh, anything where there's a potential representing yourself as an artist. 
are you going into it where you are just being your personality your that you are day self. to day? Yeah. Or are you being the artist you are on stage? And sometimes that artist can be very over the top. Maybe you don't want to be loud and sex pot rambunctious in the room, but you have to be able to find a hybrid because if it's their first time meeting you and you say, yeah, I'm a recording artist, you know, I've done this, this, and this, they say, that's hard for them to see. Like I would never have seen the student I was working with as that until I saw her on stage. And so I think you have to learn how to be both things in an appropriate way in any given situation. So perception is everything. It's everything. And so you have to be hyper aware of how you're being perceived. Yeah, and and you have to also know when that personality comes out and when it should kind of like, depending on what scenario. I'm not saying that you should be someone else in certain scenarios but like depending on who you're talking to where you are like there's sometimes that it calls for you to be more reserved because you don't want people to necessarily just look at you at that in that way you know what I mean like I'm uh, like yeah I miss Hong Kong 2017 but I don't introduce myself ever like that because I don't want because again it comes with like a bad rep that we mm. don't have brains, we're just beauty, blah, 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 you know, and it's just like, I think that that is where um, you kind of, what I tend to do when I meet someone new is I always just introduce myself, what I do, like I'm a coach, I'm an actor, and then along the way when they discover who I am, they'll be like, this makes sense, and she, she I've already, by that time, build up so much like, I know what I'm doing, like that kind of persona that I, I'm great at what I do in my industry and, and that's it. And so for them, they're, they're just going to think you're even more amazing now that they know this new fact about you. Yeah. And that's how you kind of get them because at that point, they're already interested in you for you being an expert at what you do. And then now you have on top of that a rep for it. They're like, oh that makes so much sense and like you know now I want to even know more about you what else is there what like you know what what have you done to get to where you are today you know yeah. there the people are then become interested in your stories exactly so that for your case you're miss hong kong but it becomes just a part of you it's not what's defining you mm-hmm. and so you have to remember when you're going into any situation where you're meeting new people they're going to have an impression of you based on a surface level because it's the first time meeting you. So you get to decide what things will define me, what behavior do I want to define me at this meeting with this group of people. Yeah, that's That's really good. Really important. And then uh, going back to commercial acting or or anything for an artist, how do you know you've done all this work to build your confidence, you know what you want to embody, what you want to represent, when is it time to get an agent? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, it's after you've gotten enough touches that you think you already know what you're doing. Mm. You have to get to the point where I think I'm confident in doing this myself. Like if I had to produce something by myself, I would need to know how to create a mood board, what kind of makeup I would do. I'd need to do the makeup myself. Like just being able to do everything yourself because at the end of the day, it's life is not that glamorous you might have to end up pay you you have to pay for a production team to maybe make your music video and all that kind of stuff and so 
And because of that, you're on a budget, right? So unless you know exactly what you want and you're confident to to execute it by yourself, I think that's when you're ready, right? So if you're if you're confident, for example, of getting an audition, knowing that you're gonna get the knowing that you're gonna book it because you're at the level where you've practiced enough that I know what to do now in this scene, or I know what they want because I'm reading a breakdown of a scene and I, I get oh, this moment right here, that's the punchline. That's where I need to really show like in the eyes, like that moment of, I don't know, I'm gonna take coffee again, that relief, you know, or, or that like, oh man, coffee is like gonna save my life type thing, you know? <laughs> so that moment, if, you, if you've mastered that and you've done a lot of practice auditions where, you know, you know, you know how to break down a scene and, and fully understand, okay, where's the comedic part to it or where's the serious part to it, that is when I think you would be ready and also when you're ready is when you've had some sort of work to show as well because mm -hmm. um, a lot of agents if you don't already have a, a demo reel for example they're gonna end up asking you to audition for them now unless you are like so confident in like doing a live audition audition the easiest way is already having work and having work that you've already done pre-recorded, recorded, recorded a thousand times, you have the chance to make mistakes and record a thousand times versus, okay, you, you want to be on my roster? Come in, do two auditions for me. Do one scene where you're like crying and sentimental and all that kind of stuff. And then another scene where you're, hmm, if you're a girl and you want to be sexy, let's, let's see that confident side of you as well. Be this two different, completely different people. Now, unless you think you can execute that, like on the spot, at your agent with like literally his desk right here and you do the audition right here in front of me right now and the monologue, then yeah. That's you know, such like a hard my, spot. My, <laughs> my suggestion is for you to have a demo reel because that's the easiest way to go about it, right? Yeah. Or just like self-tapes or auditions or, or, or video of you doing it. So as an art, as a singer or musician, you know, you being on stage, get really good footage of you like killing the crowd like not killing the crowd but you know like <laughs> I don't know what you guys say like uh, you know like owning it and and you know like seeing the crowd jump up and down as you jump and down like you see seeing your control right so yeah. have footage of that you know and it, if it's not a crowd then wherever it is just like if it's an intimate video of you just like performing in front of your friends I want to see your friends emotions I want to see that connection like it could be a crappy home video but you can just see you in your element and you mm. as an artist being in your element I as as a uh, people who have money and who know the you know like no not I have money but mm -hmm. as a person who uh, knows the industry they would be able to tell if you got like the a factor yeah, yeah the exactly factor. yeah but there's so many agencies out there. How do you go about <laughs> picking one? Um, that one's a little harder of a question. Honestly, picking agency is probably the most exhausting thing. And it's the most scariest thing because you are now giving, once you pick one, you're, you're, you're kind of there mm -hmm. for, for a while. At least like you end up like, let's say 
here's different scenarios. For example, you pick one and that agent is perfect and it all is great, happy ending, right? If you pick one and it starts off great, but then you realize they don't communicate or they don't give you as much feedback as you'd like to, whether or not it is their fault, because again, nowadays everything is online. So then getting feedback, getting like, individual feedback is very difficult then you know again now you are you sticking with this agent should you should you not you know uh, are some agents supposed to be working super super hard just for you like again i don't know what the norm is right like and again then you have like agents where you sign up with them and you, you have a contract and everything and then right away you realize they're not the agent for you so picking an agent is really mm. is tough it's a tough one because um it's not um not a lot of people I think a lot of uh, new artists struggle with that you know because yeah. a, a lot of times nowadays agents that are that have been in the industry for a long time they want a seasoned actor they want an actor that has uh, their union credits um, mm. and so on now for for singers I'm not too sure how that go goes but I'm sure that they want they're looking for someone who 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 knows what they're doing who has practice and and this is their life you know not someone who is one foot in the door you know yeah because because they're about to invest in you and try to get you gigs and all that kind of stuff so like finding an agent is you're gonna really have to go I think my best way to suggest to go about is through referrals and um, seeing if they are reputable as well and not just online that's a tough thing try to if you can find out who's on their roster and actually reach out to them and say hey I'm thinking about joining this agency now um, for actors you can go on IMDB Pro normally the agency is written under the actor's name mm. and you just kind of like while you're doing this research you have to pay for IMDB Pro but then you can just cancel it and just, <laughs> but like so just take to take advantage of that moment that's it yeah 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 that that's a really good point with so many options I think a coach also comes into play there because you're being coached on your skill but also you're gaining access to their network you have a relationship with them business is about relationships yeah. they're going to want to help you and give you all of the knowledge that they have and experience that they have and they'll also know you possibly better than you know yourself as a performer and can say i don't think that agency is right for you because this is the direction it looks like you're really going to excel in or hey let me speak to some of my friends that are in the industry and see what they think so you gain a lot more knowledge that's firsthand and reliable versus just googling things and hoping you take the best guess and you can't leave it up to guessing when it's something so important like the artists that I work with as a vocal coach when they're on that precipice of moving to a, a new producer a new agent a new mm -hmm. label they go and they meet the label in person you have to meet them you, you have to meet you them you to need to them. see if your energies connect you need to understand are they gonna have control of your music you know there's never a rush choice to be made yeah. here and so you have to really practice patience because you'd be so excited right yeah. you get the first offer yeah, yeah i've been signed yeah. and 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 sometimes it's like oh uh i think i'm gonna go with this agency because they're the only agency that responded that's yeah. that's the part that's it, it, it's sad because it happens a lot of the time because like out of like I don't know, 30 agencies that you send your submissions to, maybe two will respond, you know? Mm. That's the thing. It's like, try to, like, 
don't be stalker and go to their office and be like, hey, I demand, you know, an, a meeting. Try to set up a meeting, you know, try to sell yourself in, in, in the sense where it's like, hey, I'm really serious. I really want you to be my agent. If that's the case, then try to set up a, a meeting and, and meet the person. So, yeah, meeting meeting your uh, the person that's going to manage and get you opportunities for, for life, for your income, for your career. Absolutely, you have to. You can't just... Uh, uh, do that virtually <laughs> no you can't wing it it's like dating but you're you're like contractually logged in so i guess exactly it, so it comes with a bit more uh legal yeah you know uh what do you call that uh responsibility responsibility it's like marriage it's yeah. like marriage so don't don't mess up your marriage yeah exactly <laughs> essentially it, and you know there's i i want to say to um artists out there that are already signed in who are unhappy there are so many options out there and I know it's tough to find like new perhaps, but if it's um, if it's something that you need to, you think you need to elevate, then you go ahead and do that while you're trying to look for that change. Mm. But like there's always options out there. You just, it just, it's hard, but there is. It's just, again, it's just like finding finding the one you yeah know, you gotta try you gotta keep trying you gotta keep trying until one bites and it's not just one bites it's if you wanna if it works out you gotta meet with them because that one person might not be the person that you thought you wanted yeah yeah that made me think that this morning on instagram i saw entrepreneur magazine they have their instagram account and they posted like the six scary things about being an entrepreneur because yeah. it's halloween right yeah and one of them was uh, kind of a an unknown but real truth that you need to have an invisible team an invisible support system behind you as yeah. an entrepreneur and again as artists you are entrepreneurs you need to treat yourself like a business so my question for you is who's on your team and they don't have to be people you see every week like i think that's a misconception with coaching too that you need to see yeah. them every single yeah. week maybe depending on your goals and how much work you need to do but you need a team of people that understand you that know the business that have skills that you don't have because without that support system you are so much more likely to make mistakes uh, to maybe do irreparable damage, like now I'm thinking with a singer, especially yeah, vocally. and auditions, like auditions. Said, yeah, if you yes. if you send a really bad one, you know, you might be noticed, but not in the but good not way. in the good yeah, way, exactly. right? First impressions. Um, I think who you need to have on your team is someone that you 100 uh, percent are always real and truthful to. So mm. that may be your partner or your mom mm -hmm. or whoever you're tightest to in your life that really knows you inside out because that person probably also first of all wants the best for you mm -hmm. and uh will help you decide what's best for you as well yeah so i think um so that person whoever that may be um someone who is outside of your network that may be working with you on how to improve because you should always be improving yourself whether you're an actor singer or an athlete an athlete has a coach uh singers should constantly be coaching, coaching. <laughs> yeah uh actor same thing and no matter how good you are you should always go back to a workshop or yeah. training things like that so whoever that coaches normally gives you a 
third uh, party perspective mm. and will know you well, just good enough because, you know, you as a student will kind of express what you want and you kind of get to know them on, on a certain level that the coach is like, okay, this is how you're going to, uh, you know, strategize and your, your career and, and, and yourself and how you're going to get signed and so on and so forth. I think that person is also really important. Then you also have um, probably one other person or it could be the same one of these two people that will tell you the truth because there are some coaches and there are some people out there that will say like, yeah, it's good. I think it's good enough. Or you need someone who will tell you the truth. Yeah. Like whether you suck or yeah, not. Yeah, you need to know. Right? You need to know. Yeah, you need to know. And and that person is always good for you because you don't want to end up yeah, if your network is gonna end up or your support is gonna be uh people that just say nice things, that's not gonna work out either. Yeah. So you and that's where third party coaches, for example, will really help uh you yeah, I, I really genuinely will try to push, like, people have a look, right? Mm-hmm. Or they have a message. So if, you're, if, if your look and your intention is not the same as what you want, then I will go ahead and quickly tell you, like, whether it's going to work out or not. Either you have to rechange your, your intention and your look to suit more of what you want want to become Mm. or you have to um or or you have to just in general i will tell you what your strong suits are because a third person a third party can kind of really tell your strength Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah absolutely Um, yeah i i and also because they've known the industry enough they'll tell you yeah exactly your strength in, in the sense where are you more of a commercial actor or like not mm-hmm. sorry they won't tell you like what 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 industry you should get into but they will tell you what look you will succeed in more mm-hmm. that's what i want to say not not like yeah. oh you should be this actor or that a comedian yeah. actor yeah definitely more so in the sense where okay you have a look that's great for fashion so you should tackle fashion because you're going to make more money doing that than Voice acting, because maybe voice acting is not your greatest suit. Right. Because you have a, maybe an accent or something like that. Yeah. Et cetera. So. Yeah. Someone to be honest with you. And then that's also the same when you're looking at building out your persona as a musician, because you're going to have video shoots, you're going to have photo shoots. And if I just look at random celebrity, uh, Taylor Swift, what is Taylor Swift's brand? It's like bubbles and country girl meets pop star and love interest you know you know what you're gonna get from a taylor swift song and a taylor swift music video and a taylor swift photo shoot unless she's doing a parody like this song where it was like a a battle i think she was having a a riff with Katy perry at the time right but primarily she's going to be very consistent to her brand and so a coach like yourself can say, hey, you're telling me that you want to come across as like more of a sexy Beyonce vibe. That's not what I'm getting. So how can we adapt that for you? And is it genuine to you? Yes, because at the end of the day, I also understand like if that is your goal to become a sexy Beyonce type girl, okay, then what do you need to do as well? Because yeah. what you're doing right now is not really going for it. And, and here's the thing. It's like ideally you want students that are really serious about it. A lot of people will say, like, I've had a clients, you know, invest in me and they'll tell me, like, oh, I really want to do this this year. And um, 
and so on but their intentions that that they're always distracted by life Mm. Uh, or life comes first you know what I mean and that's okay I am totally I understand human beings also change goals sometimes Mm. right like we are allowed to change what we dream what we want our end goal to be but at the same time if don't be like you need to be you need to be realistic with yourself like what you want and what you can accomplish and I think you can accomplish a lot if you really intend to but you have to really not just want it but like do the action to get it right action needs to happen you have to do the part yeah if that makes sense yeah that's so much good information I feel like we just through a lot at yeah. people. But that's why Juliet is available as a coach. She could be your coach. You can get in touch with her through the Express Voice Studio. Um, is there any anywhere else they can find you? Instagram? Yeah, I mean, uh, Instagram. I have a website, julietlouis.com. Um, but, uh, you know, honestly, just reach out and for whatever it is, right? Because, I, you know, a lot of people, they see me as a coach for pageantry and modeling and whatnot but you really end up getting a lot of like other practical life lessons out of this because a lot of what we do in in our industry is more closer than uh to real life like daily practices than people think because you know um we deal a lot with mindset and confidence you know like that is a huge thing and appearance and don't lie to me when you don't tell me you don't care about your appearance like everybody cares about how (laughs) how they are perceived by people you know of course to a certain degree i don't care what people think about me but at the same time i want to carry myself as as this classy hard-working gal who is not just you know posing for photos like I want people to have the impression of me that I work hard so you paint that picture and you know what you want and at the end of the day if they think something else that I don't care but you as a as a as a person as a human being uh, not just if whether or not you want to get into music or acting or, or modeling or whatever it is like you still want people to have a certain impression of you yes. and that impression is super important when you walk in the room because that is how you either turn heads or you're just an average Joe. So, like, yeah. do you want to be... Some some people are okay with being an average Joe. I'm not saying that that's bad. But at the same time, if you are gunning to be a leader, someone who's in the spotlight, you have to know what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Such great information. Thank you for being on the podcast. No problem. My pleasure. And reach out if you want to work with Juliet. Thank you.